Hi guys, and welcome to Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I cannot wait to dive into this next episode. It is my belief that every city has a story to tell, and it's our job to listen. So let's see what this special city has to tell us today. Okay, so do you remember the hotel that I was telling you about that had the girl that jumped to her death? Vaguely. The one that when we were taking pictures at, mm-hmm. I looked up and like jumped because I forgot they had the thing in the window. Oh, was that her in the window? Yes, yeah. that's her in the okay. window. So, located at 307 East President Street, 1790, was originally three separate residences, but is now one of the oldest inns in Savannah. Planter Steel White built the western part of the inns building between 1821 and 1823, while a family named Powers built the eastern part of the building in 1888. 1790 was reportedly a boarding house before it became an inn and restaurant as well. According to local lore, a young woman named Anna died at the inn after suffering from a broken heart and probably a broken neck. We know why she's a ghost and why she's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) So, in one version of this tale, Anna fell in love with a handsome sailor who skipped town after promising to marry her. Oh, you know, you know how to... mm, mm, mm. Don't even get me started on that one. Mm, Mm. 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 Military man, don't even get me started. Huh. Mm. Probably broke her neck and her heart. That pissed that girl off to irritate people. (laughs) That's her life. Devastated, Anna hurled herself from the window of room 204 and died in a crumpled heap on the ground below. In another version of the story, though, Anna's older husband learned of her infatuation with a handsome young sailor. Furious, he then beat Anna to death and threw her body out the window to make it look like a suicide. That's a little more realistic. I didn't know sister was fooling around now. Well, that's two stories. We don't know which one's true. A third tale claims a jealous mistress pushed Anna to her death. So maybe the hubby was fooling around. Maybe, I mean, you know, two out of three stories have somebody fooling around. We just don't know who it is. Oh, see, and I was all on Anna's side. Well, it still could be Anna. I mean, old sailor, he might have been one of the good ones. I doubt it. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um... It could see it still could have been her husband though, because it, it could have been a mistress that pushed her out the window trying to get rid of her so that they could be together forever. Mm, yeah. No, your hub, hubby hood ain't got involved in this thing. Uh. Uh-uh. Hmm. He didn't beat the crap out of her because she had an affair with the sailor and he chunked her out the window. Go ahead. That's one theory. Yeah, I got a feeling that's a good theory. The other theory though is that hubby's having an affair mm-hmm. and a hubby's little mistress pushes Anna out of the window. Kind of a, I will get rid of you so I can have him. Well, I mean, even if he was having an affair, he probably felt like that was just fine. Well, back she in those days, it was. Yeah. So, so she may or may not have had an affair. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Innocent until proven guilty. And we, we can't prove anything. So that's why we have the three speculations. Yeah, okay, we'll speculate. He done killed that poor little girl. So, while multiple versions of this legend do exist, they all agree on one thing. A young woman named Anna died after plummeting to the ground from room 204. You know, I'm going to be rude. That didn't look that high. It really didn't. Mm-mm. They broke her. That child's neck was broke before she went out that window because that was not that high. Mm-hmm. Unless she landed on her head. But, then it broke that child's neck, threw her out the window. Either that or depending on the way she landed. But either way, it seems kind of calculated. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. I, I mm-hmm. I do believe somebody chucked that child out the window mm. after her neck was broke. See, we could we could have been the popo back then and like solve this thing. Same, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. 
There you go. Just need a time machine. So, given its history and tragic reputation, it's not surprising that ghosts reportedly roam the halls of 1790. Why is it 1790, not 1790? Don't ask me. Okay. That struck me as odd the day we're taking the pictures. I've always thought it was odd. Mm-hmm. But even in the ghost tour that I took in Savannah, it never... Addressed that. Yeah, it never addressed that. Okay. So... Employees tell of, like, pots and pans rattling in an empty kitchen, mysterious crashes in vacant guest suites. When one staff member heard a man's voice in the courtyard and felt hands pressing against her back, another employee claims he never feels completely alone in the inn and that he always has the feeling of being watched. Okay, number one, that's creepy. And number two, that ghost is a pervert. Why are you touching that woman? I know. See, see, maybe the hubby didn't do it after all. See, I'm maybe, telling maybe he was the one having an affair, and the mistress killed her and threw her out the window. He was having an affair, and he liked the mistress more, but he didn't want to go like bad back in them days. So I just chunk her out of a window, and I don't divorce her because you know divorce was wrong, but murder is just as wrong. But then why does it say the mistress pushed her out of the window? Well, he can't look guilty. I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, but if your mistress is a little guilty and murder, you ain't gonna be together forever. Nah, she's mistress. If you're fooling around with me, you go fool around on me. They're not going to be together long Touché. anyway. Touche. Touche. Yeah. He cared about her. Nope. Mm. She was a toddy on the side. Anyways, Anna, on the other hand, has shown herself to more than just the staff. For those who choose to stay at the 1790 Inn, there's always a bit of a risk that during the course of the night, something not quite living might make its presence known. But would you expect anything else of a haunted hotel? Nah. So, for a woman and her two daughters and their friends, they sought out the 1790 Inn because they wanted to experience some ghostly activity. So, they were already New York bound from their home in South Florida and decided to make a stop at the infamous hotel in Savannah. It's like a stop up on the way to New York. Yeah, just a nice little night over. Yeah, after all, what could go wrong? Sounds like a solid plan to me. There you go. So, this lady and her family arrived at the historic property only to find that there was only one guest room available for the night. Dun, dun, dun. Room 204. Dun, dun, dun. Anne's room. Dun, dun, dun. So, with excitement, dodging at their heels, they took their room key and their suitcases and all the while noticing that even in the lobby they experienced a strange sensation of being watched. They still ran up there to the room anyways and... I don't know. Maybe it was one of the spirits of the inn welcoming them to the property, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That's what they felt in the lobby. Yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah. So they go upstairs and they enter Anna's room, room two hundred four. From the outside entrance, the mother and her daughters immediately set to putting down their bags. Okay. So while the daughters lounged on the bed, the mom caught notice of a teddy bear on the fireplace. It was on the mantle, and between its legs was a purple ball, with some Mardi Gras beads dangled around the bear's body. Straight away, the mom recognized the teddy bear. It was the same one that the TV show Ghost Hunters had brought to the room during their paranormal investigation of the 1790 Inn a few years ago. Originally, the bear had been outfitted with a video camera inside so that during the night, the Ghost Hunters crew could see if anything happened in the room. What do you think the ghosts would know that? You know, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably why they don't ever catch them. I'm thinking so, too. I'm not stupid. They're just ghosts. I mean, like, they're, if they're, like, omnipresent, they, they can see they can see you putting a camera in there. Yeah, I mean, even if you hide it in a go, in a teddy bear. They see you hiding it in a teddy yeah. bear. 
It's gonna be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go haunt this other room for the night and like <laughs> let you look stupid. Okay. But anyways, so while the ghost hunters may have left a few years prior, the teddy bear remained in 204, but this time without the camera. I was facing the first thing I would have checked. I checked to see if the camera was still in there because that's just creepy and wrong. So at this point, the mom turns away from the mantle and goes to use the bathroom. And out in the bedroom, her daughter started to call out to Anna as they took Snapchats to send to their friends. You don't, uh-uh, you don't go in and say her name three times, stupid. It's like, have you never heard the story of Bloody Mary? Hello? You don't take stupid chances, stupid. Cheese in the morning. So the girls are going, Anne, are you there? Are you there, Anne? Anne, do you want to play? She can play your behind right yeah. the window. And the mom goes, girls, be nice to her. Mm-hmm. And then Heck something yeah. happened. So, though the girls' cameras were not trained on the fireplace itself, their echoing cries of shock captured their mom's, like, notice. Their mom, like, turned around to ask if, if, like, she had heard something, too. The mom flew into the guest room to see what was going on, and she just came to a stop when she realized that that ball that was on the mantle was no longer on the mantle. Okay. It had gone flying off the mantle, though no one had touched it, and landed in the center of the room. Seeking a rational answer, Lynn grabbed the ball, and Lynn was the mother's name. Hey, yeah, I was just thinking, this Lynn wouldn't have touched that ball. <laughs> she, she grabbed the ball and stuck Mm-mm. it next to the teddy bear again. Crap, no. She tapped it and waited to see what might happen when the ball moved. It rolled along the mantle before dropping to the carpet below. Okay. Lynn tried again. She positioned the heavy purple ball again between, between the teddy bear's legs as she found it originally. When she hit it with a little more pressure... Once more, the ball teetered along the mantle and fell. Then it rolled a little farther this time. The distance was still not as great as the first time. So it seemed that this ghost of Anne had actually come out to play. Mm-hmm. And the activity was not over just yet. It would have been for me. So before dinner, a friend of one of the lady's daughters sat down on the bed. She flicked the lamp on and flicked the light off. When she stepped away, the light began to flicker all on its own. Okay. Maybe the bulb's loose, you know? That's, that's what they thought, and they started to wonder if maybe something might be wrong with it. They shrugged their shoulders, left for dinner. When they returned, they rechecked the light, but it would not come on this time. The reason? It had been unplugged. Okay, so somebody's been in their room, or um, they need to get another room because Anne's in there. I mean, it's her room. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you could also go, eh, you know, staff comes in here and does crap like that to make it look haunted. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say to find out which one, but, you know. So, who knows, was it really Anne? Has she thrown the ball and unplugged the lamp? During the course of the night, sleep proved elusive to everyone. Yeah. The girls could hear scratching at the end of the bedpost. There was a strange clicking noise. The windows rattled and the doorknobs shook. All the while, the woman and the girls tried to enjoy their paranormal performance they'd wanted so badly when they booked the night at the 1790 Inn. Mm. The following morning at breakfast, the owner of the 1790 Inn gathered everyone around and began to tell stories about Anne, the property's resident ghost, and for this lady and her daughters and their friends, staying the night at the 1790 Inn proved to be the experience they soon wouldn't forget. Okay. Although Anne is the most famous ghost at the Inn, it's yet to be proven if she ever really existed in life. People with a lot more know-how than myself have tried to seek out more information on this girl named Anne, but they can't find anyone who lived there and anyone that would fit the story. So, is it possible that someone did jump from the balcony killing themselves? I guess so. Even though I can't find evidence to support this, but I suspect that the ghost 
that everyone calls Anne is someone who was associated with the building, but maybe didn't necessarily die there. Okay. Little lost. Maybe Anne was someone who had something to do with the building. She was a very present figure, but she just didn't die there. And somehow over time, it kind of, Mm -hmm. the story spun into a web that maybe she did. Okay. Maybe she jumped. I don't know. I know when I went on the ghost tour, the story I was told was that a woman named Anne jumped to her death from the window because she was brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. And I know that it was nighttime, and I know that I looked up and yet again saw that creepy thing in the window freaked out. (laughs) However, something I've recently come to find out is that Savannah has a history of some hoodoo voodoo type stuff. Okay. And this ghost story is of a voodoo practitioner, and it only substantiates my need to dig a little deeper into this topic. And you can bet it will make its own episode soon, but for now, the other ghost to haunt the 1790 Inn has been reported over the years to enjoy taking up time in the kitchen. Okay. This ghost is much more sinister in nature than ghosts which are sometimes seen upstairs. Apparently... The ghost that haunts the kitchen isn't very fond of women being in the kitchen. Sexist. (laughs) Pots have been thrown. People have been pushed or touched. And pranks have been pulled on women who are working in the kitchen. Staff members who have been working late at night in the area, like of the bar in the kitchen, have had unnerving things happen to them. While all alone in the 1790, they will hear the sounds of someone moving in the kitchen and pots banging together and the sound of, like, metal jingling. Yeah, because this is what you normally hear in the middle of the night. Yeah. When nobody's supposed to be in there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's said that if you ask the staff, they have a theory all their own. This theory is that this is the ghost of a servant who used to serve the family who lived in the house. Remember, I said right. it was first Three separate properties put together as one. Right. Mm. So they're thinking it's like a servant who used to serve the families. And the woman in question, whose name I can't track down because nobody kept real decent records of slaves back then. She was believed to be a practitioner of voodoo. Okay. If this is true, does her belief in the power of voodoo keep fueling the hauntings which are reported in the bar and kitchen area of the 1790 Inn? Yeah. I mean. Seems possible. If gotta believe one thing you gotta believe another thing but if voodoo exists why not mm-hmm. you know why why couldn't she do some hex spell thingy so that although most voodoo traditional african type voodoo is more about protecting i mean i'm sure i think some, well, somehow you get into the black magic way. side of it too perhaps it started out that way that you know she was doing this i don't know if she was an actual um african slave from back then then um and brought over here and all this stuff you don't know what life she may have led she may have had she may have done an um voodoo thing to protect herself and not died nice and now she's just pissed mm-hmm. you know things backfire all the time yeah i mean you know even I'm done tr- with the best intentions I'm trying to be a good person here and all then this happens to me and they kill me i ain't even in the movie these people I'm going to stay right here and hold on the rest of my dead life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. Ish. <laughs> it's a theory. <laughs> but then again, it seems like anything is possible in Savannah. Yeah. Anywhere that you have that much history and that much... Death. Yeah, death. Paranormal occurrences and what have you. Yeah. Anything's possible. Or it could be true. Very true. If you're interested in hearing more about Savannah voodoo, it doesn't stop here. 
Stay tuned and be sure to check up for next week's episode that talks all about the voodoo in Savannah. It's not just 1790 and where voodoo occurs. It is the whole city itself. If you like this podcast, check out It's a Vet Tech's Life and That Girl Needs a Filter, the other two podcasts produced by Megan Noel Podcast. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Haunchedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I greatly appreciate it. I do all of the writing for these shows myself, so it means a lot that you guys sit here and listen to what I have to say. Like I said, I believe every city has a story to tell, and I want to tell it. So don't forget, if you want to keep up and not miss anything, even social media-wise, you can always hit me up on the Instagram page for the podcast at hauntedology or my personal instagram at megs underscore noel that's m-e-g-g-s underscore n-o-e-l or on twitter at hauntedology and at megan noel fit